So what'd you do this weekend, Alex? I had a fantastic morning with my daughter understanding her feelings and emotions. Well, I read um, a book called Good Inside to try to understand mm -hmm. them with her. Fantastic book, which my daughter disagrees with. I mean, I think the, the author's name's Becky and the book's called Good Inside. And for any parent that has kids between the age of zero and 27, I think kids they go do. to 27 now. That is correct. It, it, I think it works. that's when the insurance stops being your responsibility. Something like that. Welcome everyone to Tech by Design, where the Richmond Technology Council takes you to the edge for trending tech and innovation here in Richmond, Virginia. I'm Nick Surface, CEO of RVA Tech, along with Alex Atanias, CEO of Shaco. Come join us. And then yesterday I just played with my daughter again. So, so I had a crazy kid on Saturday and the most incredible, caring, loving kid on the planet on Sunday. Well, I want to stop there because I have boys and I don't know that boys are the, the topic of today's or necessarily the target demo for today's focus company. So I want to come back to you. How old is your daughter and is she into makeup yet? Six. Six uh, and yes. So has she used Brandify knowledgeable about it? Is she does she know about the beauty startup scene in Richmond, Virginia? Yes. Yes. And yes. So. Or probably no. The last one's a no. How she used Brandify? Yes. So let, let's talk about Brandify. How did she get into it? How did you get into it? Tell me your engagement so far with Brandify. Oh yeah, yeah. Full disclosure. So we we help Brandify with their mobile application and their Android version of their mobile app about two years ago. Um, I think shortly before or the the pandemic. Um, I know Meg fairly well. She she runs a, a pretty amazing company at home. My wife is a Brandify product user. My wife's dermatologist was not aware of the brand until my wife started using it. So my wife's dermatologist has been in awe at the quality of the product. And whenever my daughter gets a hold of things, she will she will put it on. So on the surface, no pun intended, Brandify seems like a beauty company, but actually it's just repurposing any particular product. What's the tech behind Brandify? Yeah, I think before we go into the tech, right, like their their goal is to, I think if, if I were to use Meg's words, is democratize the beauty shopping experience and, and the product, right? So basically make good products available to everyday people. And, and so I think that's what's really cool about this, this, this application. The tech behind it, I have not been on the app in a little bit, but initially the app helped consumers find affordable alternatives to high-end beauty products. They have since switched over to actually manufacturing those alternatives. So it's just, it's such a beautiful product because they are actually creating these, these alternatives to these high-end beauty products. So high-end products that have the same ingredient mixture, just not with the brand associated to it. Yeah, I mean, for, for those people that are not aware of, of beauty products and play golf, I, I know we do have quite a few golf products. If, if you ever go to Costco and buy Kirkland sure. golf balls, they are said to be the equivalent to Tideless Pro V1s, right? Like that, that high-end equivalent with a namesake like Brandify. So what is the play? Is it a, is it a distribution that she's able to scale? Uh, how, do, how is she able to to make that happen? I mean, how do you get the luxury formula without the luxury markup? I think that's a question for Meg to answer as I am not the owner. But what do you think? How, how do you, what, what is the play in, in your mind? It feels like you could do this with any consumer brand that has a luxury tier to it. 
Um, and then you come in and you try to have the market sample it, get the market exposed to it, and then come in. And once the market is comfortable with your engagement process and system, you know, come up with your own brands. You know, are you, is it just an undercut? You know, that's kind of what I'm curious about. Or is there a distribution tech that's really interesting? Is the subscription model different? I'm looking here at, at some of the distribution models and how it works. You know, I'm curious if the app, you know, if the app experience gives you some sort of value that keeps you coming back to that app versus just, you know, transactional. Yeah, and I think I think there, there's a couple things. So can anybody take a high-end product and market it as, as a lower-end product by simply having the same ingredients and not having the brands? Like, yeah, of course, but is that feasible? No. I mean, a lot of these high-end products take years to actually build that reputation to charge those. I mean, it's not as if you're going to go into a Nordstrom or, or a Saks or, or a Neiman Marcus or name the high-end company and basically say, hey, I will swap out, I don't know, a Tom Ford for my cologne. Sure. It's the same smell but not the same namesake, right? You're not going to pay $500 for cologne. You're just going to pay blah. So I think one of the things that Brandify has going for them is that for a very long time, the app was conducting rigorous testing to compare cheaper products with luxury counterparts. So they built that reputation in the marketplace. And, and I think that's the foundation. And, and again, tech aside, right? They had that sort of following in the market space already before switching to these alternatives, so, right? So the real differentiator um, is its ability to compare and contrast. Yeah. Is that what the app did when you originally built it? It was mostly comparisons? Gotcha. So as a consumer, I go to Brandify not only to potentially consume, but mostly to educate myself on... Yeah, they, they provided transparency to the consumer and, and essentially cost savings. Right? And how... Brandify's been around for a little bit here in Richmond, right? I mean, they've been in the, the startup ecosystem per se. I don't know. Would you still consider them a startup at this point? I feel like they have matured and have, have grown to the point where they're rolling on their own without that startup label. Um. I think once a startup, always a startup. I think Google still considers themselves a startup, although we all know that they're not. But they're probably not a startup from from a definition perspective. But they certainly act like one. I haven't I haven't been in Meg's office for for quite some time now. But they were lean. They did things quickly. They moved quickly. They pivoted quickly. And I still see them do that. So they have that that same fire, that startup fire. But they have they have grown well beyond that into a very very stable organization. Yeah, it it seemed like the initial concept was to build trust through transparency, providing the comparisons, obviously through the app, builds trust with the consumer. And then now there's a product line of their own. Did they always have a product line of their own? No. It looks like that is front and center now. Yeah. So so I think that was uh, customers wanted more from them. So they became that resource for skincare, right? And, and I think that's that's one of the things, once they started owning that brand and that reputation, that, that took them into that second level or third level. What else are you seeing in the beauty space? Are you familiar with any other tech startups, companies? Who's competing with Brandify right now? I don't know who competes with Brandify directly. I mean, I'm, um, I don't spend a lot of time doing skincare for myself. You look beautiful, Alex. Thank you. I would love to to turn that around to you in just a second, but one of the things that I have seen, and, and it just hasn't been as successful as I thought from a tech-based perspective, is like L'Oreal did this, um, Sephora did this. During the pandemic, these larger retail stores and, and brands started doing online makeup try-on sessions or what they called metaverse sessions or AR sessions. I think it was it, it it was good. It wasn't great. But what they were trying to do is connect with consumers 
in a way that allowed consumers to still have that same in-store experience without necessarily being in the store. And I think ever since the pandemic has essentially settled for most of us, you see a lot of these brands coming back into stores. I think the other thing that I thought was very successful that a lot of companies have been successful in trying, and I wouldn't be surprised if Meg tries this soon, is working with influencers, right? Like the influencer market in that space is huge for teens, for moms, for guys, for all sorts of people, right? It's just like people follow these specific types of influencers, this specific type of brand, and that person that's able to connect the influencer market space with the brand market space and the actual consumer in a very engaging way rather than just a follower type way, I think is going to be successful. I'll turn it around to you. Like, what have you seen in the space? Yeah, well, I'm wondering what other areas uh, this particular model can be used for. Is it just consumables? Is it food? Um you know, what other spaces are here? You know, I'm not a big subscription model guy. So um, I think this is more of a, a membership, but I think it's it's tried and true, right? Costco does it. Um, every grocery store in America does this, right? Like they have their in-store brands. You name it. And, and if, if you have a big box store, you have your, your in-store brand. And that in-store brand is literally positioned with the actual CPG brand. Yeah, so how does Brandify stand out? I mean, what's different from this than the uh, Costco model? I guess that's for them to differentiate. Yeah. If you were to buy their products, what would you say? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, my only tie to it is, you know, there's a Richmond element here. Obviously, having that local flavor is nice. But yeah, I don't know. It would have to be ease of access. So you know, the distribution model being having some ease and efficiency, um, I have to have some tie to the brandify brand um do i you know what is it about that that makes me loyal to it or interested in it or promote it among friends whereas you know i guess you could say the costco you know the model well i mean people do promote those brands too i mean like you said just with the golf balls you know there are people who swear by the kirkland golf ball they swear by a million other products in there so yeah and i think i think speaking for for all all sorts of people right like women, men, and, and, and just anybody who was in, into skincare, walking into a high-end retailer can be daunting. Sure. As a person, let's say, first of all, like, what if you are into into skincare, you are into beauty, you're into take, which I think to a certain extent, we should all be, we should all be cognizant of this. I think one of the things that the Brandify app does is allow for inclusivity. You can't walk into a Costco. You can't walk into a big box brand store like this. You need to go into some of these higher end retailers to have these really good products that Brandify is offering. And so by removing that that barrier to entry, they are making skincare not only more cost effective, but more inclusive, right? If, if you haven't been in that in that space, right? So my wife's a photographer and, and obviously like part of what she does is make sure that people look their best when they're doing their, their photos. So I wouldn't say she recommends products. She, she stays away from that, but she asks people to ensure that they're prepared, right? And, and in doing so, she knows different sorts of products. I, I think the nice thing about that is you are on an app and you might know of high-end skincare products, but you're just maybe a little reluctant to walk into the store. This application just opens that, that door up for you. And I think that's what I like about it. So is the tech, is it not as evergreen as it initially seemed now that they have their own products and that's the main goal? to you know selling their own SKUs is the tech the comparison tech no longer the differentiator yeah no great call so so i think the comparison was what opened the door for them i think selling their own SKUs they've they've learned so much from doing that 
that they have now transitioned into selling their own SKUs. And if you look at their website right now, it's all about their own SKUs, right? And and here's a phenomenal quote, right? It's just exactly what I was just talking about. Luxury deconstructed, right? It's, it's really insane when you think about it. Same active ingredients, some sort of bougie bottle, triple markup. The only yeah. difference is the brand. It seems like they're making some improvements to the product as well which is really cool. So I dug down a little bit. I'm not sure which page I'm on here. I think downloading the app, but there's a quote. It says, fabulous. This app is so great. It compares so many major prestige brands of makeup, skincare, hair care, et cetera, to their affordable dupes and even rate how close each dupe is to the prestige brand. So clearly the app still provides that tech and I hope, I assume funnels it into their own you know, potential purchases. Cool. Well, uh, Alex, I look forward to trying out Brandify products in the near future. Maybe you and I can do a product testing session where we both provide our honest feedback and review of the products. You know, maybe we should start to, to explore this with all the companies that we profile here on Tech by Design. I don't know. I so, so before we drop this one, I don't know if our feedback is what it may not be appreciated. For. But um, you know what? <laughs> We're a demographic that is, uh, yeah. Available for for purchasing power, I, I would say we're we're in done with a, a demographic in need of. <laughs> we are help. demographic in need of help. Yes, sir. That is a great way to tie it into a bow, Alec. Uh, any thoughts on who we might talk about next time on Tech by Design? I was just going to switch a little bit before we go into that. What's what's new in tech? What can you talk like? What's new in the city? I, I've been traveling for the last three or four yeah, well, weeks, and I haven't been to any events like. Talk to us about what's going on. I know there's a conference There is. We have uh, Product Fest coming up next week, May 24th, over at the Dominion Energy Center. For those that haven't been to Product Fest, it is uh, more street festival than it is conference. Uh, We try to do a bunch of fun things to make it a little bit... a little bit different. It's got a different look and feel and a different experience than you'd have at a normal conference. Uh, we use silent disco headphones. Again, it's much more of a street festival vibe. We try to have more interactive engagements. And we have Marty Kagan, who's going to be virtually forming a fireside chat uh, with us. And uh, for those that don't know, Marty Kagan is a popular author in the product space, comes from Silicon Valley Product Design or Product Group, and uh, is pretty well known out and about. So excited to have him kind of be the the main keynote for our uh, for our program. We have CIO Breakfast coming up on May 31st. We have a great slate of uh, of leaders in the tech space all locally here in Richmond. Uh, we have John Fatrell from Allianz. We have Christina Hollingsworth from Sabra, and we have Todd Florence from Estes. All encapsulated together by Melanie Murphy over at CarMax, who's going to be moderating uh, that session. So. We'll see folks over at the Virginia War Memorial on May 31st for that event. And then the summer gets a little quiet. We kind of gear up for gala. For those that aren't aware, the gala is coming up September 28th. Award nominations are open now. So if you're hearing this, if you're thinking about what you're doing, what your teams are doing, what your clients may be doing, uh, it's a great time to, uh, to get over there to the website and nominate somebody. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I definitely want to see like new companies. But I, I think for those that do follow Brandify, just tying it back to Product Fest. I think being at Product Fest, the, last year was the the inaugural year. It was, yeah. Mistaken, so right? this is the uh, yeah, this is a sophomore yeah. effort. Yeah. So, so I think um, one of the things that I love about Brandify is the fact that they have built a solid product, and and they have a very good understanding of a product roadmap. And and I think Product Fest is a great place to learn about how to do that at a startup, at a big organization. And and so I think for those people that are listening to us, uh, being at Product Fest is is a great place to actually start that path, that career. Nick, coming back to the CIO breakfast, 
what's i mean do you have any details that you could share i saw that and i'm really interested but but do you have details about that event Yep, it's CIO stuff. So uh, every year they or every every panel covers a different angle. But um, yeah, they'll talk about a little bit about what they're seeing internally on their teams, um, both from a management perspective, but also from a technology perspective. They'll look a little bit into the future and say, hey, you know, what's on the horizon? What are we seeing? You know, a year, two years out? What's our vision? Where are we trying to get to? And then they'll all talk a little bit about their careers and what they've seen to date and, um, you know, lessons learned along the way and hopefully take a little bit of Q&A from the audience. For those who haven't been to our breakfast series, it's about an hour. We traditionally do a panel and we really try to make it something that has applicable knowledge that you can kind of leave the room and actually go and implement right away. Very cool. Come see our our CIO breakfast, May 31st. And again, Product Fest, May 24th. Alex, I presume you'll be at both. I look forward to seeing you. Um, Let's bring some Brandify products with us and do a little on-site testing. Sweet. I am going to get on that. I will be texting Meg right now. Thank you, Alex. I look forward to the next company and product that we might profile on Tech by Design. Until next time. Thanks, Alex. Thank you.